Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Entrepreneurial You podcast, where we help you unleash the entrepreneurial spirit in you. I am your host, Henneke Watkins Porter. And if you're new here, this podcast has been around since 2017. And now we are in 2023. Yeah, that's where we are. Yes, that's where we are. So it's been a, it's been a minute that I've been doing here, doing this podcast. So a warm welcome to all my first time listeners and to our dedicated listeners from way back when, big up on yourself. You know that you are the heart, soul and everything of this podcast. Now, last week, my guest was my friend, longtime friend, Kemal Brown, the visionary force behind the digital global group of companies. His influence extends beyond boardrooms and corporate landscapes. He is a thought leader and sought after consultant. So if you've not listened to that episode, you need to go back and check it out, right? After this one, of course. Now, today we have a fascinating guest who epitomizes the harmonious blend of technology and creativity. But as you know, before we tell you who made the big reveal and, you know, get into the meat of the matter, gratitude is a must, right? So let me thank my sponsor who has been with me since inception. And that is the folks at the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So let's hear a word from them. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. My guest today is a content marketing consultant, educator, and entrepreneur. And he joins us to share his insight and experiences at what I call the crossroads of innovation from founding Binge Island and media production agency to co-founding the Ubuntu Creative Arts Project, the UCAP. His journey is an inspiring tapestry of technical prowess and creative vision. So without further ado, let's make welcome Brian Lawrence. Welcome, Brian. All right, Henneke. I am going to call you to introduce me to every room that I walk in. I love that introduction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad you like it, right? I'm into please. I'm into please. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking today about navigating the intersection, bridging technology and creativity with, of course, Brian Lawrence. But before we get into all that 
good stuff. Let me just tell you, Brian, it's really fantastic to have you here, number one. So with your diverse computer science and media production background, you've successfully merged the, the analytical and the artist. What would it be if you had to describe your professional journey in a metaphor? Oh, whoa. Um, that's, a, that's a tough one. It's been a, a rocky road. That as an entrepreneur, we all can understand. So expound a little bit on it. You know, uh, just taking it back, you know, from coming up through school and being so interested in different things. So I, my father is very technical. Uh, mother is very creative. So, you know, seeing both of them growing up. So you mentioned, you know, both the technical side and the creative side of me and the businesses that I had, organizations that I run. I couldn't help but blend both of those you know sides uh also i am the middle child so i got i got like the perfect blend of both of my parents um so coming through school and you know being interested in in both of those i saw opportunities in both i did a lot of subjects that would have made you think that i was going to be an engineer but at the same time outside of school i was doing a lot of creative music um did graphic design video production when I got to school, UTEC. Later on, I saw where there were a lot of systems and technical processes in the creative sphere. And and so I started to tap into that because those started to pique my interest. And I've always been into business, which is there's a science and an art to to it. I mean, as you as you know, I mean from all of the persons who you've spoken to on you know this podcast, you can I mean you can see that there's always a you know a science and an art to you know running business and to doing things. So you know with all of that came as challenges. So I did mention a rocky road earlier. Trying to blend the two, it was not easy, <laughs> you know. So trying to decide between, you know, software development, which is where I started my career, um, and then moving over into, you know, production, just media production, graphic design, video, um, which was still technical in a sense, but more so creative. Um, and then straddling that corporate that corporate line. Um, so moving from, you know, more startup and entrepreneurial endeavors to to having to you know navigate corporate and not only look at oh, what I want to produce, um, which was you know so there was a lot of tension there, which is where part of the record from, came from, and then being introduced to marketing, um, digital marketing, that, that um, in 2015, uh, which is when my entire marketing journey started. Uh, so that I mean that is the background. I'm not sure how you know if I'm I don't want to jump the gun, so I kind of wanted to you know want to lay off. You know, you asking the, the other questions that you're going to ask, but that is the background that I'm dealing with. You know, technical creative background, and then got introduced to marketing 2015, and then you know the rest is history. And we can go through the history as we go along. Right, and um, that is a, a, a solid foundation that you've you've laid for us. And um, so now I want to ask you know that you know that duality of expertise, right? So you possess this mm-hmm. special sense in computer science and. You have right now, since you've started in, in, in marketing, I mean, in media, you have a strong foundation in media production. So how has this unique combination shaped your approach to solving challenges for the clients that you work with at Binge Island? So um, funny enough, a lot of the clients that, I've, that I have at Binge Island now, I mean, uh, the bulk of them have been with for years, um, working on the outside. And because... I have because I'm looking at you know two different fears or two different sides of the problems that they have. Um, so they will come to me for one thing and let's say graphic design um, or video, you know, everything. And 
because I have experience in software or web, you know, um, and I know that they need a platform to push out their videos or their content on. You know, I can also, I could also tap into that and then help them to either, you know, advise them on how to design it or, you know, end up designing it. Because, you know, at Binjana, we built a, a number of websites as well for people um, that are still up and running now. Um, so having the multi, you know, the multiple sides of, you know, both creative, technical, business and marketing, you know, it is, you know, it allows me to get a broader view of, you know, what our clients want, you know, a better understanding of what they actually need. Um, and then being able to, and that allows me to communicate, um, tie all of them together and communicate a solution that works for them. Something that they probably didn't even know that, they needed, you know, that they can, that they, and that they can use. All right. So now we want to talk about what really is being data, number one. And then mm-hmm. just take us to the take us back to the inception of of Binge Island and what inspired you to start this full service media production agency and just we talk about this evolution over time. Awesome. So Binge Island is a media production company um, based here in Jamaica. Uh, we specialize in web design, uh, web development, and video production, um, and it, we run our service on a subscription basis. So people sign up with us; uh, they pay us a retainer. And then they get unlimited, you know, web design and video production. We host their websites. Um, we host their websites, landing pages. We uh, post-produce a lot of video. Um, and if they are in Kingston, specifically in Jamaica right now, uh, because of capacity, then we can also help with the live production of their videos. So whether it's a, pod, a video podcast, um, interview, you know, docu series, event, you know, so we can help with that as well. Uh, so that's what Binge Driving is. Now, uh, what led to Binjaran is that I have, from as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to invent or create um, or make something. Coming up, uh, coming up, I mean, you'd say that you'd say that that's one of the one of the you know entrepreneurial traits of me. Um, you know, I was introduced to entrepreneurship when I was fourteen. I was in grade nine, um, and I saw that you could own your own business, and I was like, "What? Well, you can't do that." I was like, "I, I." Okay, I, I want to do that. I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it yet, but I was like, okay. Um, lo and behold, I started a number of media businesses because I had a photography business in school, I had a Twitter and service, um, coming into university, and you know, I was doing freelance practice. And, um, I was doing consulting, but you know, I was consulting. And then throughout my career, like that kind of developed. So I started doing one off jobs. And um, fun fact, this is actually not the first uh, media business or media agency that I've Attempted to be there, have built. Um, you know, there were a number of other ones before. I think there were about two or three others, but it wasn't the right timing, you know, for any of them. Um, and then also a couple of them I tried to bite off to, you know, much more than I could chew. Uh, so with all of that experience now, last year, um, 2022, I, you know, decided that I was going to go again, you know. Um, and if there's anything, you know, about entrepreneurs is that we are <laughs> willing to take a beating. <laughs> we'll take the risk and like jump out again and yeah. again. Yeah, again. nobody, nobody else gets us gets beaten up as we do, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I spoke about we're going back to the rocky road from earlier, you know. Uh, so last year, 2022, I decided, you know what? I am still in my nine to five, but I'm going to I'm going to relearn this business. I'm going I, with all the experience I have. I'm going to take it and then like package it, and I'm going to start focusing on a specific thing this time. Um, you know, take the best thing that I'm, you know, the thing that I'm best at. So in this case, it was web and video. I said, all right, I'm going to take the freelance clients I have. I'm going to reach out to them, tell them that I'm officially starting this company, and I am going to pull them on as clients. All of them agreed. Um, all of them were fine with it, and you know, registered the company. 
And now we are going on, I mean, we're, we hit a year. Um, uh, it's been, it's been a, a rocky start, but it's been a solid start. So that is how, you know, Binge Island kind of came to be. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, what, that's what we do, who we are, and what we're about. Well said, well said. So let's move about, uh, move into now the Ubuntu, Ubuntu Creative Arts Project, right? So as the co-founder, you're obviously deeply involved in this, in, in this creative initiative. How does you can contribute to fostering creativity, right? And what role does technology play in this um, ecosystem? So the UCAP, um, the Ubuntu Creative Arts Project, it was founded, so myself and actually my sister, um, who is the CEO of the UCAP, um, Catherine Lawrence. She, so we, she had always had this, this vision of giving back to the creative community, um, you know, helping young people who had some kind of struggle when it came to working into the creative industry um, and actually building a sustainable career um, out of their creative endeavors. Um, and so, and I had the same passion to help young people because I've done a lot of, I mean, every chance that I get, I try to teach or try to, you know, inform or get them on the same page. So she started UCAP, I came on board and I said, no man, I will help with, I'll help with, you know, upkeep and running it and, you know, generate and pulling it up. And so we've run a, a number of initiatives kind of push that process. So one of the first ones that we run through the UCAP is we give a number of grants to high school, uh, primary prep school students, um, and also and no university students to um, you know scholarship scholarships and grants um, for their for school. You know, different varying amounts um, just to help them with creative fields. So they have to be in a creative field, um, whether it's you know fine arts or media arts or whatever aspect of art that you're in. Um, and then also we do a monthly artist feature on our website, the UCAP.org, um, where we feature and, you know, some will feature an artist, you know, uh, you know, any of them that register to kind of, you know, get featured and get a, get an interview with us. That's similar to what you're doing now with the, with the entrepreneurial view. Now, you know, we give them that, that kind of exposure. Um, to help them to build their career and build confidence in their in themselves in their career. And then our latest initiative, uh, which we've run the first one of, is the Summer Creative Intensive. Uh, that was birthed from one of the grant recipients um, who wanted to, she wanted to give back to the creative community uh, by running a summer program that helped artists, uh, you know, young artists to deal with, uh, to deal with um, the CSEC and CAPE exam. Um, you know, get them an intensive that they can run through to help them better prepare for it. Lo and behold, that transformed um, over a few years into a week-long intensive program that basically a boot camp that, you know, takes on high school students and helps and introduces them, like really introduces them to what is going on in, you know, the creative industry, you know, not just school, but holistic, you know, holistic development of them as an artist, you know, building the profile, building the brand, um, they created websites, they created their own logos. Um, you know, they even, you know, pitch themselves. Um, you know, and they got the headshot, they got headshots done for for most of them. It was the first time that they had gotten a professional headshot done, uh, put together the resume. So we were we wanted to focus on the holistic development of, you know, them up. So we signed up um ten students and three teachers, <laughs> three three teachers that came with them. And it was a very it was a great experience. Um, you know, we enjoyed helping them and they also, I mean, we still talk to a number of them today. They reach out to us for help and, you know, to come to schools and, you know, interact with other people in their classes and so on. Um, so that was good. And we're running it again next year. 
Um, so that is what the UCAP does. We're all about um, the holistic development of young creatives, right? no matter what sphere you're in. Um, to your point about technology and how and what role that plays in everything that we're doing, you know, here um, at the UCAP and you know, so I've been there. You'd be hard pressed to find an industry now that has not been um, seriously impacted by technology. Um, you know, computer technology, you know, just advancements. I mean, technology, the whole purpose of technology is to, is to make your life better, you know, to make some process that you're doing better. Um, and so, you know, with the prevalence of AI and automation and all of these additional tools, even, you know, us right now recording the podcast, using the tools that you're, that you're using. Now, it, you know, years ago, it was more difficult, you know, now it's easy, it's as easy as just turning on, you know, just us coming together and then we just hit record and then two tools will have, you know, a, a, a podcast that's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, just like that, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, in all, you know, in everything that we're doing, you know, from our communication to our communication to documentation to moving around to, you know, even interacting with people, the fact that we don't have to sit in the same room and do this podcast now, you know, is, is you know, something that uh, was, you know, COVID was a blessing on a curse. Let's just say that. <laughs> Let's just say yeah. That. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. For me, no, Brian. Like you know, although it's, it adds a nice touch when you're actually in the same room with somebody, um, because of how I go about working, it's kind of like if I have to be in a room somewhere, like it's like, oh my gosh, do I have to? Like, I just want to sit in my little office and do my <laughs> thing, do my recording, and 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 you know, and hit play. That's what I want to do. So yeah, we have indeed come a far way and we're just going to move into um, adapting to the industry shifts that are happening. So the landscape of content marketing and media production is ever evolving, right? The only constant is change. How do you brand stay ahead of industry trends and also help your clients to adapt to these changes? So for me, I am constantly on the lookout for, you know, what's going on in industry. If you're going to be an expert or, you know, at the top of your game, like you are always looking for ways to, or you should always be looking for ways to sharpen, sharpen your skills um, and sharp and, you know, put more tools, you know, put, put, you know, new and improved tools in the toolbox. Um, and one way, you know, it, it, it would not, it's not possible for me to, you know, be sitting down all the time on the internet or going out and trying to find these things myself. So I, I for the most part, I automate a lot of that. So email newsletters. That's a, I mean, that's a big thing for me. Um, so every morning and then sometimes in the evening, you know, there are different industry newsletters that come in that I will read so that I know what's going on in the industry, you know, who's making moves, um, you know, what new things are happening, both locally and um, internationally. Um, and then also, you know, just interesting things that I could come up with. The tools that I use also give me updates. So I am an Adobe fanboy. I've been using Adobe products since I started this media production journey, and I will. I've been. I, I've never wanted to move away. I've tried other products, yes, um, but they, you know, in my opinion, Adobe is just all around the best. They connect well together, and I've just I was, so they also they always give you updates on what's going on um, with their, you know, with their products. They give you updates on what's going on in the industry. So that's also another thing. The tools that you use uh, should also have some kind of updates feature. And then with how social media works now, you know. One of the things that I do is I make sure to curate all the feeds that I am on. So even my personal feeds. Uh, so definitely for Binge Island, um, but even my personal feeds, the things that I consume online. Um, I want to make sure, yes, there is news, which I kind of 
you know, toned down on. I, I, I consume, you know, I'm okay. I consume enough news that I, that I need to, you know, keep up with, keep abreast of what's going on. But for the most part, if you look at my feed, you're going to see, you know, a lot of media tips. You're going to see graphic stuff. You're going to see video stuff. You're going to see hack. You're going to see, you know, tools. Like, you're going to see a lot of things that are related to my uh, my domain, my skill sets, and the things that I also talk to people about and work with them on. Because social media and internet has now moved from, you know, they move from a social graph where it's who you know and who you connected it to what they call the interest graph, right? It's, you know, the more you show interest in a particular thing, the more of that thing they're going to show you. So I just keep showing interest in, you know, media, in media stuff. I keep showing interest in the tools and they continue to supply me with more information on tools without me even having to go out and look for it. So that's how I stay on top of trends. I, I, make, I try to automate as much of it as possible. Um, I use the advantages of all of these tools as much as I can. Um, and I try to learn, I, I, you know, and I, I allocate some time every week to, to, act, to actively go out and look for these trends. Um, and by extension, you know, you mentioned my, my clients, you know, once I improve and once Binge Island processes improve, it's an automatic pass down, you know, to our clients. So an improvement in our service means we can improve and automatically improve the service in our, in, you know, the delivery that we give to our clients and the quality of work that we give to our clients. Um, even the communication that we do. So that is how stay on top of trends and we make sure that our clients also stay on top of trends. All right. So the, the penultimate question, the fi- the question before the final one is, is, so every entrepreneur faces challenge and you pretty much alluded to that earlier with the Rocky mm-hmm. Road situation. If you could share a pivotal role, a pivotal moment in your journey rather, um, you know, a challenge and, and how you navigated through that, what would that be? Oh, um, <laughs> so I can go back to 2019. Right, so 2019 was a very rough year um, for me and for business. Um, so for the bulk of that year, it was very dry. <laughs> like, there was no business there, you know, I would get one off gigs and it's almost like it's almost like nobody was spending money. Not even sure what was going on. Um and you know, COVID hadn't COVID hadn't hit yet because COVID hit twenty twenty. You know, so it was like, you know, everybody was drawing breaks and I would apply to jobs and I mean the same thing that's got goes on in the job that's going on in the job market. You know, you apply to a job, you wait like three to six months and you don't hear anything from anybody. Um and then, you know, when you do call them back, they say, Oh, you know, we fill the role. Or, you know, we decided that we're not going to go with you. And I'm just like, well, this, and, and that just kept happening, you know, or you reach out to people, send a proposal, keep reaching out and just nothing, you know. So, I mean, I'm, you know, like for a good chunk of 2019, I'm like sitting down and like looking at the bank account like drop. <laughs> like, looking at the bank account drop, I'm looking at the fact that I'm sending out the tens and hundreds of, you know, messages and communications, resumes, and that, that, and nothing is coming through. Um, I'm doing everything that, you know, HR people and you know, career people say, oh, you know, keep reaching out and keep, you know, doing, I'm talking to my parents and I'm just like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, like, is there any way that you can reach out to anybody and, you know, make something happen? Um, you know, just put me in the room and I will do the rest. Um, and so that was, it was a very rough period for me. And then around my birthday, October, later on in the year, I had done a final interview with uh, one of the companies that I was at. Uh, well, that I was at before, and I walked into the interview, and I like it was I, I had this thing in the, in my stomach. And I was just like, "This, I'm gonna get this job." And this was really the start. This was 
I was getting the job, tied over, like to really tie myself over because I was, I was struggling, right? So I needed an income to be able to take care of bills, take care of rent, and, you know, eat, <laughs> you know, because we need food. <laughs> um, and then I would grow after that. Like, I knew that I would, like, step up and, like, grow after that and relaunch and all of that. Um, so I went in and I was doing the second interview. I mean, I mean it was the final interview and thing in the pit on my stomach, as I said, listen, I want this job, I'll like, I'll take it. Like, I mean, this is, this is my job. So I went in and I saw the other candidates and I was like, no, they're not it. I was just very hard on fast. I'm going to get this job. Um, later, long story short, later on that day, they, you know, they called me back. Um, and they told me that they want to hire me. They were giving me more than, you know, I had asked for. Um, and then also, you know, some other, there was some other person that came with the job and it was very, it was very satisfying. They wanted me to start the next week and all kind of stuff. So it was very, it was very fulfilling. The, the one thing that I would point out from that is that I did not stop. So I didn't give up and say, oh, you know, nothing is working. I'm just going to stop. I almost did because that, uh, you know, fun fact about that interview, I almost never went to that interview. So that was at a point, I mean, I was at such a low point that I was like, doesn't even make sense to go to this interview or it doesn't even make sense to like, Try, you know, going for another opportunity. Like, I was, I mean, I was sitting in the coach, the same coach I'm sitting across from right now, you know, and, you know, I asked myself the question, boy, does it even make sense? Um, and I was talking to my parents and I said, go, you never know. And I was like, all right, no problem. So, but pointing out, I didn't stop. Like, I, you know, got out of myself, got out of my head, and I continued. And then I landed in top. Um, it's been the same. So after that, um after really looking back on that lesson it's been the same thing where i just don't stop i may need a break and i may take a break but i don't stop you may you may go through something like you may go through a low period but if you don't stop then nothing can stop you you know um and that's something that i learned in that period yes rest if you must but do not quit i love it i love it brown you are a fellow speaker with myself at the Mm -hmm. Grow Your Wealth Conference 2023. Yeah. What can attendees expect to hear from you? They, I mean, they, the, the, the in-person, um, the face-to-face is already maxed out, right? Sold out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know they have um, online spaces available. So pique the interest of those who would want to book online to attend. What can they expect to hear from you? And for those who have already booked too for, on, um, for in-person. So, I mean, I know the recordings are going to be made available to everybody. So the topic that I have presenting on is marketing-driven wealth. Because, um, you know, everything, <laughs> the Grow Your Wealth Conference is about investing and, you know, building, building wealth, building generational yeah. wealth. What you can expect from me is I'm going to show you, I'll take you through a roadmap of um, exactly how you can generate attention for your brand. Um, use that attention and build some serious traction for your brand and then take that traction and leverage it into actually making money, like actually making profits for your, for your business. There's some other tidbits in there, a lot of points, a lot of very key points, foundational stuff as well as some advanced, some slightly advanced stuff um, so that everybody can get a grasp. Um, and I round it out with a, a fun case study that people can, you know, enjoy at the end of the presentation. So, it, I mean, it, it is, it's really good stuff. I know that a lot of people tend to struggle. I've worked with a number of brands that are struggling with marketing and after talking with them and just simplifying everything for them, you know, things become a lot easier. Um, for their brand and for the efforts that they're putting into their marketing. Uh, so I know that the attendees will definitely get value. Hope that they draw as much value as they can. Watch the video, you know, six, seven times, depending if they want to. 
to get as much value out of the presentation. Um, so yeah, that is what you have to look forward to. Any of you listeners who are going, myself, Nico will be there. Jermaine, learn, grow, invest, and as well for Nate. Gonna be there. Go. Come to us. Yes, we are excited. I am excited, and I'm looking forward to hearing you as well. So tell the listeners you you've piqued their interest. How might they reach in touch and get in touch with you, Brian, as as well as Binge Island? All right. So if you want to talk anything marketing, um, you can reach out to me at brian at bingeisland.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at bingeisland.com. Um, and you can find me anywhere online at AskBrylauren, A-S-K-B-R-I-L-A-W-R-E-N. And you just type it in and you will see me and any of the Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And um, you had uh, reached out to us and told us that you have some free consultation to give away the business owners, just dive a little into that and then uh, we just wrap up the conversation right here. Well, I'm still in the process of setting up the calendar board. Uh, any of the persons who, you know, signed up for the event, I am going to be giving away a free 30-minute consultation marketing um, just to help you audit what you're doing um, and then also put you on a part to streamlining uh, what you're doing, whether it is, you know, working with Binge Island or giving you some some tools that you can take on uh, for yourself to start streamlining your workflow and seeing results because that's another thing that's missing from a lot of the strategies the results part of there's a lot of doing and if there's no result then it's not making yeah, sense it don't, it don't at all. all right thank you brian lawrence of binge island as we wrap this insightful conversation with of course brian lawrence it's very very clear that the fusion of technology and creativity isn't just a business strategy for him. It's a way of life. We got that. So from Binge Island's cutting-edge media productions to the Ubuntu Creative Arts Project's commitment to nurturing artistic expression, Brian clearly exemplifies the transformative power of blending the analytical and the imaginative. So until next time, I invite you to stay curious and keep mastering the future. I am Henneke Watkins-Porter signing off. I want you to stay tuned, however, for more episodes as we continue to nurture your entrepreneurial spirit. And remember that your journey to success is really uniquely yours. For more information, visit my website at hennekewatkinsporter.com and you'll find the show notes and links to um, that are related to today's episode. And connect with me on social media and there, Henneke Watkins Portal. And as I close, please affirm with me. Innovation knows no bounds when I embrace the duality of my skills and passions. Until next time, again, stay inspired and keep pushing those boundaries. What good?